Lesson seven is making amends. A couple quotes that reflect this lesson are Romans 12, verse 18, which says, If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. And Ken Sand in The Peacemaker said, There are three dimensions to the peace that God offers to us through Christ. Peace with God, peace with one another, and peace within ourselves. Brokenness in this world and in human nature brings trouble into marriage. Differing desires, fears, and struggles guarantee conflict. Thankfully, God wants you to know the blessing of Christ's love in marriage. No matter the trouble, peace is possible with Jesus. John 16 verse 33 says, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Relational divides can be bridged. Wounds can be mended. If you are willing, God can use conflict in your marriage to help you grow in Christ and learn to love like Jesus. Just as Christ loves and pursues peace with you when sin divides your relationship with Him, He calls you to do the same with your spouse. Matthew 5 verse 9 says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. In marriage, it is important to pursue peace with your spouse because Christ pursued peace with you. Take a moment to answer these questions. Question 1. What are some subjects, topics, circumstances, or settings that often lead to conflict in your marriage? Question 2. When you were growing up, how did your family resolve conflict? What aspects would you like to build into your marriage? What aspects would you like to avoid in your marriage? Peacemaking continued. In Lesson 6, you learned that forgiveness, entrusting your claims for justice to God, is the first stage of peacemaking. It is a transaction between you and God. Through the lens of the cross, God sees clearly and will fully repay the debt of a sin against you, even if your spouse never admits wrong or cannot repair the damage. When the debt of a sin against you becomes God's to collect, it no longer controls your relationship. You are free to respond to your spouse with Christ's love, rather than out of hurt, vengeance, or fear. Ephesians 4 verse 31 to 32 says, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. But forgiveness alone does not always bring reconciliation. In most conflicts, both spouses contribute. If you only forgive your spouse's sins and don't address your own, barriers to oneness remain. So, the second stage of peacemaking is recognizing your sins and making amends for them. With God, there are no excuses for sin. You are 100% responsible for your part of a conflict, no matter how small your part. And God wants you to focus on dealing with your part before pointing out your spouse's sins. Matthew 7 verses 3 to 5 says, Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when there is a log in your own eye? You hypocrite! First, take the log out of your own eye, 
and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Making amends, which is reparation or payment for a loss, damage, or injury of any kind, or to pay back, is taking full responsibility for your part of a conflict with no excuses, blame shifting, or expectation that your spouse will admit wrongdoing. Recognize your part in a conflict. Seeing your part in a conflict is hard. Your sinful nature wants to shift blame, defend your actions, and build a case against your spouse. It can be wise to break away from the heat of conflict to examine yourself before trying to resolve the issue together. Honesty with yourself and God are critical for peacemaking. When trying to discover your part in a conflict, one simple way is to pray for insight and ask yourself, would Christ have acted, said, or thought exactly like me in this conflict? Then write down any thoughts, words, or actions that were not Christ-like. If you would like more questions to help evaluate your part in a conflict and the underlying causes for your responses, listen to Appendix C. Answer this question. Question 3. Recall a recent conflict with your spouse. Ask God for insight. Then ask yourself the question, would Christ have acted, said, or thought exactly like me in this conflict? Write down the ways you are not Christ-like. If all your responses were Christ-like, pick a different conflict to evaluate. Confess your sins to God. Once you've done an honest assessment after a conflict, before re-engaging with your spouse, confess to God any sins or harm you've caused. Even if your spouse is unaware of your sin, God knows. So be honest about your sin's damage. Thank God for forgiveness offered through Christ. Then ask God for help to make amends with your spouse, trusting him with outcomes. Proverbs 28 verse 13 says, Whoever conceals his transgressions will not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes them will obtain mercy. Here's an example confession to God. God, I've harmed my husband with a critical spirit and words. Instead of being kind as you command, I have been hurtful. Thank you for forgiving me through Christ and help me to respond to him truthfully with grace and kindness in the future. Next, if your examination revealed something for which you need to forgive your spouse, try to forgive before you revisit the conflict with your spouse. Tell your hurt to God and entrust justice for the sin against you to Him. If necessary, revisit the forgiveness prayer in Lesson 6. How to Make Amends Making amends is an effort to clean up your side of the relationship without excuses for your sin or expectations of your spouse. Healing in your relationship begins by confessing the sins against your spouse to your spouse. James 5 verse 16 says, Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Then work to repair the damage caused by your sin. Romans 13 verse 8 says, Owe no one anything except to love each other, for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. Key components of making amends include Humbly admitting your sins Sorrow, honesty, and being specific provides clarity and reveals a heart to reconcile Asking forgiveness of your spouse Ask, will you forgive me? 
This vulnerable request creates a decision point for your spouse to either hold on to or release hurt. Unlike statements of, I need your forgiveness, or demands like, forgive me, repairing the damage of your sin. Humbly ask if you can do anything to make up for the hurt you've caused in an effort to help heal and rebuild trust with your spouse. Repentant Steps of Change Serious steps of change reveal a desire to not repeat harmful patterns in the future. Making amends is a process. Sometimes it can happen quickly, but other times you need to revisit it over time as God reveals more sins and what it will take to repair the damage of sin. So, when you are finished making amends for sins of which you are aware, ask your spouse if you have caused other harms and listen. If your spouse helps you see more sin, try making amends right away, without excuses, or defending yourself. If you aren't sure you agree with your spouse, ask clarifying questions, thank your spouse for sharing, and ask for time to think and pray about what was shared. Then, repeat the process outlined in this lesson. Here's an example of what not to do. I am sorry I missed the kid's performance and didn't communicate I was working late again. I just need to make money for all that we spend around here. Here's an example of what to do. I confess I have put more energy into my job than our relationship, and I know this has made you feel unloved. It is selfish and sinful of me. I regret the hurt it has caused you and our family. Will you forgive me for prioritizing work over you and the kids? I would also like to hear more about how this is felt to you and what you think can repair the damage. While I can't fully recapture lost time, can we plan time away as a couple and a prolonged family vacation to help rebuild relationships? I'd like to talk through steps I can take to prioritize you and the kids over work, even if it means changing jobs. Answer this question. Question 4. What questions or doubts do you have about the process of making amends? Receiving amends from your spouse Just as important as learning how to make amends when you've harmed your spouse is learning how to receive amends from your spouse. When your spouse wants to make amends, assume the best about his or her motives. Listen to understand. If your spouse asks forgiveness for a sin, and you are willing to release that debt to God, tell your spouse, I forgive you. If you need more time, say, I am not ready yet, but I will ask God to help me forgive you. Thanks for asking. Having a heart to forgive even when you aren't ready is important. Remember, you can forgive even when it will take more work to heal the relationship. Accepting God's justice for sin against you frees you to love your spouse toward restoration without a need to even the score. Practice the communication skills you learned in Lesson 5. Listen humbly, with the goal of understanding your spouse. If your spouse says something with which you aren't sure you can agree, just thank your spouse for sharing and be willing to pray about and seriously consider what he or she shared. Answer this question. Question 5. When is it most difficult for you to receive amends from your spouse? Why? Peacemaking can be scary. Your pain may be so great that you don't want to make peace with your spouse or fear what might happen if you do. If you are in an abusive marriage, listen to Appendix A for abuse definitions. 
Please inform your leaders and seek biblical counsel as to the best way to pursue peace with your spouse. God is not out to restore broken people to a destructive relationship. He wants to make things new by dealing with the sin and hurt keeping your marriage from what He intends it to be. Sometimes you will try to make and receive amends, but still have disagreements or recurring sin creating barriers in your relationship. The following lesson will address what to do in these cases. Just remember that even during a conflict, God wants His best for you in marriage. Following Jesus as a peacemaker will be a blessing worth the effort. 1 Peter 3 verses 8 to 9 says, Finally, all of you have unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart, and a humble mind. Do not repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, bless, for to this you were called, that you may obtain a blessing. Here are four action items that go along with this lesson. 1. Before group, discuss your answers with your spouse. 2. Share a log in your eye that you discovered in question 3 and practice making amends with your spouse. Then, practice receiving amends when your spouse shares his or her log with you. Write down what you experience. 3. Afterward, ask how you can improve at making and receiving amends. Thank your spouse and record his or her answers. 4. Lesson 8 may take extra time. Begin to work on it now. It may also help to listen to Appendix D for examples of the full peacemaking process. The prayer of the week is, God, give me humility to see and make amends for my sin. The truth about marriage. One lie we believe is, my marriage shouldn't be this hard. But the truth is, when two sinners marry, difficulties are a guarantee. All marriages, no matter how perfect they appear, have struggles. If you have conflict, it doesn't mean you made a mistake or should give up. Ephesians 4 verses 1 to 3 says, To walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. No one passively arrives at a great marriage. Oneness takes effort. If you see a couple with a great marriage, you can be assured that they both have worked hard to get there. For additional resources on this lesson, see reengage.org/amends.